Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. When Going Great sent me to check out the first Canadian International Teddy Bear Convention, I thought I was in for a lot of craziness. Why are all the bears first name Teddy? What do your friends think about you collecting bears? <laughs> we gotta go down to the Bears Only Cafe and talk bearsness. Listen, you know that Bears Necessity Contest? Everything will be okay. As Graham Abbey says, if the bear fits, wear it. So apparently that's a young Canoe Reeves in 1984 <laughs> as a reporter for the Teddy Bear Convention. Keanu, as some pronounce it perhaps? Canoey. So, he was a reporter. He must have been really young. Before he became an actor. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Yeah, nice reporting there, son. So, I really enjoyed this from the Wall Street Journal because uh, it angered me. This show is based in California, and we got an alert the other day that we needed to turn up our thermostat and stop doing our dishes and washing our clothes because we were going to crash the grid and people were going to die. Because of climate change. Because of climate change, as it was reported all day long, with nobody turning their attention toward any policy that got us here. So the Wall Street Journal, Gavin Newsom's dirty energy secret. California's electricity woes result from man-made climate policies, not from climate change, says the Wall Street Journal. Californians narrowly averted rolling blackouts on Tuesday, but the threat looms all week again today. 
this ought to be a warning about how the government force-fed green energy transition is endangering grid reliability. But Democrats in the media can't break out of their climate change conformity to think clearly or at all. Democrats blame climate change for the state's week-long warnings to conserve power. But California's climate hasn't suddenly changed. Triple-digit temperatures aren't unprecedented, even in early September. Despite Governor Gavin Newsom's claims, what has drastically changed in recent years is California's electric generation. Before we get into that, I would like to know the numbers on that. Sure, it was a record-hot day in Sacramento. Hottest day ever in the history of that town any day. 116. Is there significantly more energy used when it's 116 than when it's 113? I find that hard to believe. Right. And as a guy who coached soccer from, gosh, I don't know, the late 90s through the 2000s, we had to cancel practice if it got above a certain temperature. Um, And I remember distinctly through the years having to cancel practices because it gets crazy hot this time of year. Right. Solar and wind power have rapidly expanded thanks to rich government subsidies along with the state's renewables mandate. These have made it harder for baseload gas and nuclear generators that run around the clock to make money. Many have shut down, and the result is that the state often lacks sufficient power when the sun goes down. That's one of the problems with solar. I don't know if you've puzzled that out, but... Wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a second. California's summer electric generation capacity increased by about 10,700 megawatts between 2010 and 2020. Potentially enough power to power 8 to 10 million homes. The problem is that the gas-fired capacity during this time declined by over 4,000 megawatts and nuclear by 2,100 megawatts. Solar and wind surged by 17,000, but those sources can't be commanded to run when people need them because if the wind's not blowing, it doesn't run. So the math does not work. So you increased capacity by 10,700. You also decreased it in a different way by about 7,000, and some of it is solar and wind, which you can't always rely on. So Sorry, dear, no TV tonight. The wind isn't blowing. The state must therefore rely on imports from other states in the evenings, especially during heat waves, but these imports are becoming less dependable since California's neighbors are also losing baseload generators owing to their renewable build-outs. Arizona lost about half of its summer coal-generating capacity between 2015 and 2020. Wow. Half. Wow. God dang it. It's it's like, like you were yelling earlier, are there any adults in charge? Is there anybody willing to say... Look, we can't cut half of a, you know, the old style of electricity when the new style just isn't ready yet. You just can't. Mm-hmm. We can't do that. You know, I'm I mean, reminded, nice if we could. I wish we could, but we can't. I'm reminded of the truism that uh, that uh, crop failures don't cause starvation or famines. Politics cause famines. Nature might cause a drought, but politicians cause water shortages. Speaking of California. You can have the droughtiest drought that ever droughted, but if you have proper water storage that is built to uh, be ready for that eventuality, well, then you're fine. I mean, if you have some sort of 40-year mega drought, yeah, you're going to be screwed. But um, And in the same way, it's not global warming that's caused the electrical shortage. It's, it's the mismanagement of the grid, obviously. I like this paragraph, by the way, from the article. Irony of ironies, the state has installed temporary gas-fired generators to run during grid emergencies. In other words, the state that is working so hard to banish fossil fuels has become more dependent on them. 
L.A.'s municipal utility is generating nearly 30% of its electricity from coal, some of which is being shared with the rest of the state. Call it Gavin Newsom's dirty little climate secret. 30% of the electricity is coming from coal in L.A. All right. Um... We're not there yet. Because we've got to get away from natural gas, because that's a fossil fuel. Uh Uh-oh, the wind's not blowing. Burn some coal. Yeah. I I just would like it if uh, the media would cover that angle of the whole darn thing, and and we would look at it like adults. I think it would be freaking fantastic if we could run everything on wind and solar. I'd sign up. I'm not. I, I don't get any pleasure out of burning gas or whatever. But the technology's not there yet. Right, right. And the wind farms, chopping up all the endangered birds. I don't know. I don't like that. I hate birds. If it flies, it spies. Right. Government drones. Government yeah. drones, exactly. Oh, you know, speaking of animals and the way they're treated, I read something the other day about the commercial hog farms. I teetered on the edge of vowing never to eat pork again. Really? It was that disturbing. Because of the treatment of the pigs? Yeah. Can you give us a taste of that, if you'll pardon the expression? No. No, it's too ugly? It's ugly. It'll depress the S out of you. It'll, it's just, it's, it's sad. <sighs> I shouldn't have brought it up. I've made myself sad. Hmm. I'm kind of interested in that. Yeah. I it's, mean, it's, 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 I know how you feel about pork-related products. Oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, if I were to mention, you know, my top 20 meals... Nice succulent pork chop would be in there. And bacon. bacon. Give me a break. Ham. Remember I discovered the BLT just a few years ago? I had my first BLT. Mm-hmm. I've been in love with those ever since. That's a good sandwich All if you've right. never tried it. The bacon, lettuce, and tomato. That's what that stands for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had one the other night. Dang, that's a good sandwich. But for you pork to... Pork tenderloin. Mm. For you to... You know, it's funny. When you say pork chop or pork tenderloin... I, I picture the dry one, mostly dry ones I've had through my life, which would be oh. 95% of the pork chops I've had in my life have been dry. And oh. uh, when they're not dry, they're so good. But when they're dry, ugh. anyway, for you. See, to- I'm, I'm picturing I'm picturing like a thick cut pork chop that's dry just is- so juicy. Yeah. No, juicy, perfectly seasoned. Oh. Um, for you to consider abandoning eating pork. It must have been yeah. a pretty gruesome article. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was disturbing. But my lust for food has trumped my conscience. If you're, you know, wondering that Joe Getty, what sort of fellow is he? Well, there's. <laughs> uh, I'm not proud of it. Sad man. Just, that's really awful the way you're treating that living being. But damn, it tastes good. Yeah, yeah that's Joe hungry. Getty. I'm a fat man. I'm hungry. And like 95% of the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I, I'm willing to wrestle with my conscience out in the open. You know? Anyway. I wish I hadn't brought that up. <sighs> I think everybody would like to just, like, just, can you, uh, is it the living conditions for the pigs? The way they're slain? What? What is it? What stuck out it's, in your mind? It's, it's the living conditions. Yeah. Yeah, and and the pregnant ones and just oh well, and I know you know we uh, we tend toward the mockery on this sort of thing the the new California law that requires every chicken to have a two bedroom apartment for instance <laughs> I mean right. we mock that sort well, of they're, thing they're they're chickens though that's true there's a difference between a chicken and I got we got two pigs at the farm and uh, 
they are a different and, and chickens and chickens are morons and yeah. uh, uh, but but pigs are not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a conversation over the weekend with uh, my brother, who's a very practical man, a military man, and his very smart wife. Um, and we were, uh, how did it come up? Oh, my gosh. It was something to do with uh, pollution and cattle production and uh, something or other. But uh, it all came back to the fact that beef has a an environmental in- effect that's kind of disproportionate, even though we love beef. And I said, you know, if, if I rip Van Winkle and woke up in 100 years and somebody told me, no, nobody eats beef anymore, it would not shock me. Because of the way it affects the environment. Yeah, yeah. Just the cattle's outsized, uh, you know, the pollution and the, the space it takes. And Oh, oh, you know what do it you was? Think, do you think it go the direction of all meat? Like it's someday... Uh, it'll we'll look back on it and think, man, it's crazy that we used to like raise these animals and treat them poorly and then cut them up and eat them. Yeah, maybe less than that. I, I remembered how we got there. I was reading an article about the devastating uh, drought and how Lake Mead, which dams up the Colorado River and, and furnishes water to like four states, how it's just crazy low. They keep finding dead guys, that sort of thing. Um, uh, but the water is more, much more significant than some 40-year-old skeleton. Um, but they were talking about the fact that uh, there are a number of crops that are grown throughout the West that are super water intensive, like alfalfa, and those are only grown to feed cattle. Oh, right. Right. So how the West is going to have to seriously look at growing less water intensive crops as we go forward, unless the, there's a real change. You're the uh, you've always been the look at these teeth. They're incisors are meant for tearing flesh guy. Yeah, you've gone soft. No, I'm just going to go Ted Nugent and hunt down my own and and rip into its succulent flesh raw the way we're intended to. Wow. Barbaric. Not going to go to the grocery store like some sort of, you know, modern man. No. All fours howling at the moon. That's my new lifestyle. Uh, do you want to hear this new Reuters poll on America's attitudes toward the MAGA threat to democracy or not? Yes, I do, partly because I have an absolutely fantastic takedown of that awful, awful speech. I actually would say this poll is a uh, an indication of how successful the White House, along with the media's effort, has been to try to convince people that the MAGA thing is a threat to democracy, among other news on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. Mr. President, do you consider all Trump supporters to be a threat to the country? No, everyone. Come on, look, guys. You keep trying to make that case. I don't consider any Trump supporter. What did he say there at the end? The audio was I, so I don't bad. consider any Trump supporter a threat to the country. All right. That's a bit of a having it both ways sort of situation. Yes. So there, there's so, so he's been saying that for a while now. He said it in his primetime speech the other night. And it seems to be a regular talking point uh, referring to Republicans as MAGA Republicans and threat to democracy and that sort of stuff. And I think uh, he is successfully with the help of 
all the media pretty much, uh, putting Donald Trump on the ballot, making this coming midterm election, which is usually about your local congressperson, uh, making it seem like it's once again a choice between Trump or not. Ultra MAGA Republicans. And uh, I think that effort is working, actually. They're ultra MAGA and semi fascist. Are they semi MAGA and ultra fascist? I can't remember. So Reuters did a poll 58%, including one in four Republicans, said Trump's Make America Great Again movement is threatening America's democratic foundations. Um, here's some of the other polling. 59% said Biden's speech will further divide the country. For a guy who ran on, I'm going to stop dividing the country. Ugh. You got 60% of people looking at his primetime speech and saying, no, that's going to further divide the country. Wow. Which is clearly just a decision that he and others have made that that's where we are. You know, and that's what a lot of media has decided. That's what a lot of our fellow, uh, Colleagues in the radio business have decided. Look, it's it's a it's a us or them moment in history. You got to be mm-hmm. on the side. Well, and you have to remember that midterm elections are base elections. You got to turn out the base. You're not going to get a big turnout. You're not going to get persuadables to show up by the thousands. You got to get your base out. By the way, about half of respondents said they didn't watch or follow the speech at all, at all. Mm-hmm. I'd be in that category practically. Uh, while Trump remains popular among Republicans, his standing with the party has suffered a little since January 6th. Uh, 60% of Republicans don't think Trump's MAGA movement represents the majority of the party. Okay, but when it comes down to a binary choice, which I've heard the arguments that it's not really a binary choice. It's a binary choice. This person's going to win or this person's going to win. Sounds like a binary choice to me. Well, in the primaries, it's a, a quadrinary choice or whatever the word would be. Yeah. All you have to do is get a, get a plurality. And by the way, in this poll, Biden's approval rating was 39%. He's got a 39% approval rating, which is very low historically. I, I think I think it's a fairly successful, uh, cynical, it's going to make the country worse, not better. But I think it's going to be a fairly successful ploy to, to tie Trump to... The, this coming midterm election and make it seem like it's you're voting for Trump if you vote for Republicans? Yeah, yeah. It's it's super sloppy and goofy in a lot of ways. I read a terrific piece by Dan McLaughlin in, uh, I think it was National Review. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll hit you with some of that coming up. Hmm. How how silly and inconsistent Biden is. But, you know, you got that in the, uh, what you were talking about, in the abortion thing, the uh, you know, the Supreme Court overturning that, so women thinking... Well, you know, there are some lawmakers in my state that are talking about banning all abortions for all women all the time. I'm not down with that. It's pretty impressive to switch the subject when you've got inflation at a 40-year high. Yeah. And taking that off. By the way, here's a stupid story for you. ABC News. President Biden has been briefed on Queen Elizabeth II's health and will (laughs) be updated throughout the day concerning news out of the United Kingdom. Wow. Wow. That's among the dumbest things I've ever heard. If I'm the president, I'm like, uh, just tell me tonight if she's still alive. I don't need to. I don't need up to date, moment by moment updates. Or don't if if you don't, I'll be fine. Also, <laughs> Armstrong. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In a new interview, Hillary Clinton said that she started wearing pantsuits in the 90s while she was first lady after a Brazilian ad agency used a photo of her wearing a skirt in a lingerie campaign. Then I don't think I need to tell you who was the first to notice. Oh. Hey, Hillary, you're in a magazine. That was that joke. I asked for the same joke we hated the first time. Sorry yeah, about I was that. wondering what the hell was going on there. What, what are you that. doing? Yeah. Are you drinking on the job? Or? Lost my mind. You lost your mind. So this is hilarious from the Washington Post, a column. The weather used to be good for small talk. Now it's dead serious. Oh, shut up. On a planet beset by climate change, what's the best way to handle a heated conversation? In a world. <laughs> as a, as a, one of my favorite pundits responded to this article, get offline, as in, you know, don't be so online. <laughs> Two co-workers walk out of the office into a scorching summer afternoon. Wow, it's really hot today, says one, making what she thinks is polite small talk. It's always hot in the summer, snaps the other, and the simplest of conversations just got complicated. 
Uh, you work with a holes. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Don't spend time with somebody who carry on like that. If 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 you can't say, "Dang, it's hot out today." Without getting into an argument about climate change. It's always hot. No, this is an example of climate change. Oh, can I just say it's hot? It's freaking hot. The question is how and when to bring up weather now. Oh, shut up. I know. Great, Scott. This is making me want to vomit. <laughs> do people actually live? Do people actually live their lives like this? Apparently they do. I mean, this yeah. is a column in the Washington Post. Well, the, the people who walk down the street alone, outdoors, masked, they're, you know, probably having these conversations. And here's a, a quote from somebody who's on the climate activist side of it. People are acting like things are normal when they are not. We are not acting like this is, or we, it's time we break social convention, saying if you just respond to somebody saying, dang, it's hot by, yeah, it is, you know, you're part of the problem. Okay, you're going to break social convention. Me too. Get out of my house. I know I invited you over for a dinner party. Get out now. No, seriously, leave. Go. Or if you're walking out of work and somebody says, you say, dang, it's hot, and they say, because of climate change, (laughs) you need to say, don't ever speak to me again. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Please don't ever speak to me again would be my response to that. Oh, my God, that's unbelievable. It's time to break social convention. It's not okay to just talk about the weather anymore. Wow. You these people, people are crazy. You're so crazy. Oh, my God, they are. Well, it's it's like the, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the loving columns in the New York Times who say, so you're still afraid to go out to eat or walk down the street because of COVID. Uh, be good to yourself and gentle to yourself and ease back in slowly. The, the the column ought to be, there's something wrong with your mind, your brain. You need some serious counseling uh, because you're a crazy person. Yeah. It's like the, uh, you know, this past Mother's Day where I mentioned half the articles in the Washington Post and New York Times were about whether or not it was okay to use the term mother anymore and stuff like that. You need to hang around more normal people. Normal people aren't having those conversations. Like, practically nobody is having the conversations that you think are column-worthy in some of the most important newspapers in the world. You're in a cult that represents maybe 3% of America. God, I'd say. Stay quiet or speak up. Polite or rude. These are the conversations people are now having that about something that used to be small talk. Maybe your crazy crowd is. Wow. Holy cow, hot enough for you? Yeah, thanks to climate change. (laughs) Don't ever speak to me again. (laughs) On any topic. (laughs) If I forget and ask you a question, go, and I'll remember this moment. That's right. I'm not talking to you. Right. Oh, boy. Wow, is that something? Uh, CBS News out with a big poll. A majority favor maximum age limits for elected officials. You can see how <laughs> we got there. If you ever watch Diane Feinstein or Chuck Grassley or, or, or Schumer or Pelosi or a lot of these oldsters are obviously the president, of the, freak- yeah, the president of the freaking United States. Should there be a maximum age for elected officials? 
and this is a CBS poll, this is a real poll, three quarters of Americans say yes. Not even close. Um, and it's split across parties. Dem 71, Independent 75, Republican 75. So it's close to the margin of error. Yeah. Almost, you know, almost everybody, three quarters say, yeah, we got to have a maximum age. I, I don't think it's uh, probably actually a good idea, but it's interesting that that many people say so. No, it's difficult getting that to score with the Constitution, honestly. But, um, yeah, I get it. It's, what would it's be just the, the power of incumbency. What would be the constitutional principle if you had an age limit? Well, because you can make, well, that's an interesting, what I was going to say is you can't limit people's choices for who they vote for, who they want to lead them. Um, although the one notable exception is you've got to be uh, a certain age to be president or a senator, right? Yeah, um, which is which is probably the limiting factor here is it just, it's got the qualifications in there. If you're going to change them, you've got to change the Constitution. Oh, yeah, 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 that's it. Um if you can make an argument, well, nobody's going to be mature enough or experienced enough in life to be president by the time they're 35, until they're 35. And uh, that was in an age when people learned Latin and Greek at age eight, by the way. Um, then I suppose you could make the argument, well, they're too doddering after they're 80. That was, uh, according to, uh, what's her name, who wrote the great book about the ratification of the Constitution, that was mostly to stop from passing it along to your kid. That's what that was all about. It wasn't a you got to be 35 to be old enough to be president. They're trying to avoid inning what ha- has happened all around the world. That's how you end up with, you know, uh, uh, monarchies or whatever. They didn't want somebody to pass it along to their kid. So, okay. And with the way at the age. Pass it people... on to their kid by, like, endorsing them and pushing the party levers or something. I'm just trying to picture what would be wrong with that. I mean, if Donald Trump endorsed Donald Jr., who's well, well past 35. Of course, the life expectancy is a lot longer now. Yeah. Anyway, um, not to get hung up on that. Here's the then most... Eric, and then uh, Belenka, and then a gigantic Baron Trump. Here's the most interesting thing about the three-quarters of us think we got to have an age limit. This has gotten out of hand. we got a doddering old man for a president. we got several people leading, leading some of the most important committees that, that don't know what day it is. So three-quarters of Americans are saying we've got to have an age limit. Who favors the maximum age limit, breaking it down by age? The older people are more likely to say yes than the younger people. Wow, there you go. There you go. That's all you need to know. The The smallest number is 68%, and that's for 18 to 29-year-olds. Because they're stupid. Even them, two-thirds of them say we should have an age limit, but it grows. I kid, friends. I kid. I kid. But it grows. Well, they're being charitable. They're they're being nice and thinking. Well, you know, you shouldn't put a limit on age. The older crowd, the the sixty five plus crowd. No, they're at seventy five percent. Yeah, saying nah, nah, nah. When you're old, when you're my age, you shouldn't be running things. I know my parents feel that way. Yeah, how interesting. It is I interesting. Think, I don't think it'll happen. Um, but I think more and more people will be willing to speak openly and say, that guy's too old. I don't want a guy that old. Yeah, so um, post-Reagan or during our touchy-feely period we're going through now, yeah, it's, it kind of seemed uncool to say, my opponent's just frankly too old. That seemed like something you shouldn't say. I wonder if it becomes more of a thing you should you can say. If three-quarters of Americans believe what they believe... You should be able to, as a 45-year-old candidate, say, look, my opponent's 78. I think that's too old. 
and you'd be on pretty solid ground. You're not going to get, you're not going to, that's not going to hurt you any to say that. Wow. Wow. That would be something, wouldn't it? Well, does, wouldn't this poll indicate that you're perfectly fine to say that out loud? Well, if I'm fine to say that out loud, I'm going to go into full mockery then on the debate stage. I mean, hey, wake up. What are you taking a nap over there, old man? <laughs> well, remember, who was it? Uh, Julian Castro in the debates. Remember when he said to Joe Biden, oh, did you already forget what you said two minutes ago? Did you already forget? And that was seen as so uncool. Well, well partly because it was. He came off as a flaming D. Well, because he is. Yeah, You come off that way when you are. Right. Um, yeah. But it would seem that that angle, you know, in, in, in different hands and handled differently, uh, you're perfectly on solid ground. Most of America, including the older crowd, agrees with you. Yeah, I mean, you could easily go, with all due respect, I don't think we ought to have a president that's going to be in their 80s. Yeah, and nobody. I just think it's too old. And nobody said that on stage that I recall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, speaking of the doddering hey, old real fool, quick, yes. What do you think the age limit ought to be? I was thinking sixty-five because if they ran two terms, that takes them to seventy-three at the max. No, that's way too young. Way too young. I, I think don't know. Seventy-five, maybe. Seventy-five? Yeah. So you go out the door eight years later at eighty-three? That's too freaking old. Well, no, you can't run again after you're seventy-five. That's as old as you can be, even if you're oh, an incumbent. So you wouldn't, be, wouldn't be able to run for a second term. Okay, yeah. well that would that would keep that might work that way, Michael. It would keep you out of office because you're not going to elect somebody that could only be a one-term president. So that's the way to do it. There you go. Yeah, you make it seventy-five, but you've in, in effect made it seventy-one because yeah, no party is going to pick somebody that could only be there for one term. Exactly. Awesome. Very clever. Thank you. <laughs> We gotta quit being oppressed by the old. And the old are saying that. Well, right. Everybody agrees, and yet we we've got a gerontocracy. <laughs> we absolutely do. Look at Nancy. Look at Chuck. Look at the Biden. What's going on here? Look at the number of people that are talking about Trump Biden too. Like it's perfectly okay to have the eighty something year old guy run against the guy who's dang near eighty. What? Right. Cut it out. We'll finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The, 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 the Trumpies. These MAGA Republicans in Congress are coming for your Social Security as well. Republicans in Congress have chosen to go backwards, full of anger, violence, hate, and division. But together, we can and we must choose a different path. Man, he's going to be right behind the queen. Oh, <laughs> in God's waiting room, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Ultra. I was hoping for a little ultra MAGA in that uh, tape, but he's going to call uh, the Queen today and say, "See you soon." <laughs> Is the Queen Come still on. queening, as far as we know? Yeah, she queening on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dan McLaughlin wrote the piece for the National Review. I thought was uh, not only revealing but amusing. MAGA Republicans are the worst. Biden says, but he can't make up his mind whether or not he means all Republicans. They mentioned that it's a poll-tested phrase keyed to Donald Trump's Make America Great Again. Such people represent, as he argued in a primetime address last week, quote, an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. The Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans, extreme MAGA philosophy, semi-fascism, etc., etc. Biden's press secretary, attempting to clarify and defend his remarks last month said you look at the definition of fascism and you think about what they're doing and attacking our democracy etc etc oh blah, blah, blah. the MAGA republicans are the most energized part of the republican party this is an extreme threat to our democracy our freedom our rights but mclaughlin writes but here's the thing joe biden is not so sure of who exactly these MAGA republicans are or what makes them so extreme as we noted uh, in last week's philadelphia speech Biden couldn't even keep straight, even within the speech, whether he was denouncing to ref- denouncing the refusal to accept election results, the use or threat of political violence, or more common Republican policy proposals, such as opposing abortion. He's been doing this for months. At a Pride event in June, Biden described state laws against age-inappropriate sex and gender education and transgender drugs and surgeries on children as, quote, ultra-mega agenda attacking families and our freedoms. And what's interesting about this piece 
is, well, he says, the problem with this, of course, is that throwing everybody in the party or in support of its agenda, like not teaching first graders about transgenderism, uh, dissipates the force of the attack, strengthens Trump's position within the Republican Party, and gives every Republican in the country good reason to believe that the, the President of the United States has declared them enemies of the state. In other words, and National Review is not pro-Trump, they're saying, if you're saying everybody who is against teaching first graders about transgenderism are ultra-MAGA Republicans, well, then you're delivering the Republican Party to Trump. Yeah, some people are referring to it as deplorables 2.0 it's the same thing that hillary clinton said and you've got this basket of deplorables that rallied so many people oh i'm deplorable am i because i'm just not a democrat yeah Um, so we'll see how this plays i don't know yeah so you know same thing i say all the time if trump would stop talking about stolen elections and how he should be reinstated and just talk about the border and the economy it would definitely work but so there's a little blowback against all that ultra-maga stuff. Do you consider all Trump supporters to be a threat to this country? A reporter asked Biden, and he said, no, I don't consider any Trump reporter to be a threat to the country. And he goes on and on. I'm just talking about inappropriate violence, blah, blah, blah. That didn't last very long. On Sunday, Biden tweeted that mega proposals are a threat to the very soul of the country. Proposals? On Monday, Biden equated MAGA with Wall Street. We understand something that MAGA Republicans and Congress don't. Wall Street didn't build this country. Working people did. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday. Where the mm-hmm. hell did that come from? When did, when did Wall Street become MAGA and working people not MAGA? And then he says, I've been able to work with mainstream Republicans, but an extreme set of MAGA Republicans in Congress have taken us backward. So... MAGA Republicans are anyone who won't vote for Joe Biden's agenda now? God, or they're was, Wall Street, or they're violent, if or I was, something. If I was forced to come up with one phrase to describe MAGA people, it'd still be inaccurate, but I'd go with working class. And he just declared that's, well, that's so crazy. Hi, uh, this is Corn Pop. When I'm not trying to get my razor rusty in a rain barrel, I listen to Final Thoughts. With Armstrong and Getty. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Thanks, Corn. Hey, let's get a f- final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. Michelangelo is our technical director. Michael, a final thought? Well, I have the iPhone 10, so this means it'd be about four years. It might be about time for me to upgrade, so I may have to go get a second job just to pay for that iPhone 14 or in the iPhone watch. Sell a kidney. Young Alex is our behind-the-scenes producer. Alex, final thought? You can wait tables with me at the restaurant. Joe, i got to push back again what you said uh, about the NFL season kicking off. It is a Super Bowl preview. These are two of the best teams. I expect them there at the end of the year. My prediction, I think the Bills win tonight. That's your lock of the week. Yes, Alex's lock of the week, sponsored by Padlock. Or more likely a gambling site, since they're everywhere now. Jack, a final thought for us. Just because uh, uh, Michael mentioned it. I don't know if this is new or not, but I watched the Apple show yesterday where they unveiled the new watch and the phone and everything like that. They refer to it as iPhone, not the iPhone. Everybody I know says the iPhone, but they call it iPhone. With iPhone, you'll be able to, and now with iPhone, did, is that new? It bothered no. me. It, it bothered me. I didn't like that. Well, I hate it when people say Super Bowl. I'm going to Super Bowl. You sound like idiot when you do that. So iPhone, I don't know. iPhone will allow you to... Okay. Yeah, okay. 
You know, I said yesterday that I was thinking seriously of getting one of the new ones, but I realized today I'm probably not because that would require me going somewhere and doing something. <laughs> and that new watch looks cool. I'll probably get one of those. Uh, for your triathlons or your deep sea diving <laughs> or both. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Many fine clicks there, friends. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. Let let him go. No! Do you understand? I cannot understand the word you're saying. Come on. I do think it risks escalating tensions. Well, don't smoke crack. That's ludicrous. Right. And so grotesque. So let's go out with a bang. The Apple Watch also includes a special button you can press that puts out bear spray. Oh, damn it. I thought I was getting oxygen to be on the moon, and I sprayed bear spray right in my eyes. that high note? Thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. Ah! Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.